Hello and welcome back to another episode of Ends With Z. I'm Juan Fernandez along with Cecile Munoz, our executive producer, Sean Mo, joining us today. Hello, you two. Hi, Juan. Before we get started, we have a little housekeeping uh, business to deal with, and it's regarding the podcast that uh, should be basically in, in place right here, which yes. is our conversation that we were going to have with uh, Kip and Trey. That's right. Kip and Trey. We had, here's the problem. The truth of it is, we can try and dress it up, but the truth of it is we were having so much fun talking to them, yep. and it was such a great conversation that we failed to stop and check the quality of the audio, right, yes. which is, is not what we're accustomed to right. and we'd love to put out, and... They have such wonderful insight and experience and wonderful stories right. to share that we felt that to do them justice, we need to do it again. So it's coming soon. Mm-hmm. It yes. is coming soon. As much as I'd love to have them here in our bungalow um, with us, they're not in California. They're not in Los Angeles. So yeah. zooming in and Skyping in does present us with some audio issues, which Sometimes, we had. Yes. But And how? After two mm-hmm. and a half years. But it's true. Well, it's still this. Imperfection of technology. Yes, no one is immune. Most of the stuff that we do is mm-hmm. is in-house, so it's usually the three of us together. When you add a fourth uh, person, <laughs> it, it, it kind of changes things. It becomes things. a little but, crowded. You know, we're going to definitely talk to them. They're fantastic guys. Yes. They've, they've um, They're you know, so generous a great example of, of pivoting and changing, which mm-hmm. is what we've been focusing so much in the month of June. And um, But that led us to what we're going to talk about. That's right. Uh, this next four or five weeks, which is um, the grind culture and whether it's grinding us. Mm-hmm. And I think all of us have felt it. We've talked about it or around about it mm-hmm. uh, in just about every podcast because mm-hmm. it's so prevalent in our life, especially coming out of COVID where we have the mm-hmm. time to examine everything. So we're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about what it means, where it comes from, who's benefiting, mm-hmm. and all sorts of different areas of that topic. And you know, Cecile and uh, Sean, when we talk about the grind culture, I was talking to uh, my partner about mm-hmm. uh, this podcast that we were going to work together. I didn't have to tell him much. when Once I mentioned the grind culture, really? he knew exactly what I was talking about. And doing the research on this subject, I mean, apparently goes more than 400 years back. So mm-hmm. people have been grinding and hustling all our lives for hundreds of years yeah and that's what we found so interesting as we started talking about this is that Mm -hmm. it crosses over every generation Mm -hmm. because he's a a different generation he's a a millennial where Mm -hmm. the three of us are extras and when I read through some really super interesting articles that talk about the millennials in the seas being so entrenched in the, they, I think they call it the hustle culture, the side mm-hmm. hustle, mm-hmm. Uh, which has been a, a ever present part of their life. That's just the way they grew up doing right. multiple things. I thought, well, that's super interesting because most of the time we think that millennials are not as hardworking as us. They're not as hard charging on us, but the truth of it is mm-hmm. they they're are working, working hard. They're working yeah. really hard. And unfortunately for them, they have even less advantages than right. we have. And they're making less money for the hard work that they're putting in. Exactly. And and so we started thinking about that. And, mm-hmm. and, we, and I can't remember a time where I wasn't working hard and thinking my ever-present moment when I wake up is how do I get ahead? And it's not about the idealization of money or because I want to prove something to anybody. It mm-hmm. is just... It's in my DNA. It's in in my in my cells. Right. I was thinking that same thing, um, but in terms of, I think only recently it's been kind of exploited as a culture. But all of all along, there have been people that are hard workers, 
And I think that's what you are. That's what you're describing. And that's what I am. True. Mm -hmm. But but not everyone was a hard worker. But that hardworking mentality became Mm -hmm. uh, trendy. I think maybe not trendy, but popularized. Well, it became an identity piece. It became right. it became part of our identity culture. I mm-hmm. think. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that some people like in every other aspect of of our uniqueness as human beings, there are certain character qualities or traits that we're born with. Either mm-hmm. we're born with that or we're not. Mm-hmm. We're more creative. We're more visual. We're more auditory. I realized that about myself a long time ago, which is why I started my own firm. I realized that I worked really long hours and that I throw everything that I have in me into the work that I do. And I realized, Mm -hmm. well, if I'm doing this irrespective of the company for whom I work, then I should do this for myself. Mm -hmm. Right. But I, I think that it's to some degree uniquely American, this almost exaggerated push to constantly be working hard, constantly Mm -hmm. excelling constantly looking for the for the best Mm -hmm. everything is a superlative with us we have to be kissing it killing it crushing it you know nailing it Uh we have to be doing the best we have to be super successful because we well that's how we measure success correct it's intolerable to us to to not be number one and we equate success with power and that is i think in many ways the way we measure our life or our mm-hmm. uniquely American life. And while society is slowly changing, right? Society encourages mm-hmm. us to uh, to grind, to do your very best, right? At all times. Mm-hmm. So you're not just getting through the day. No, you have you're to thriving. crush it. You're, you're thriving, yeah. it. In my case, when I first started, I graduated college in 91. My fear was being left behind. Mm-hmm. I, I knew some people that were just maybe a year or two older than me, and they were so much farther ahead in their careers that I felt like I was in catch-up mode constantly. Right. And 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 I was hustling. I was constantly working. I had a part-time job. I was, you know, working full-time somewhere else well, just to, like, get in the door. Well, think about it. We were all Gen Xers. Right. Yeah. And our stereotype or, or, or um, nomenclature was we were slackers. And slackers mm-hmm. were lazy and weren't part of grind culture. I forgot culture. about that. Yeah. Slackers, so yeah. So I think a lot of us that that didn't really subscribe to that and wanted mm-hmm. to be the antithesis of that, like us, the three of us, we went the right. whole totally opposite I, direction. You know, I don't even, I, I, of course I recognize it, Sean, because you're saying it and I remember that and, and the imagery of that. Uh, but Grunge I ke- culture, Yeah, slackers. I can't even let it process my yeah, brain because it's be just us. not not me. Um, and when you think about this this grind culture let's call it the push for success at all costs mm-hmm. everything has to be we have to be winning at everything right. it takes form in not just in the professional life as women look at the pressure that women put themselves in to get married to have babies by a certain age mm-hmm. to look a certain way to dress a certain way to it's just everything has to be on point at all times and that is a a standard that is exhausting right. well and for women they have to do it all under this timed clock or in look right. young they've got effortless yes for every step it's like i need to do this and this by this time mm-hmm. this and this by this time mm-hmm. or it may not be possible well that's true there it really is a, a biological component to it although if you freeze your eggs you can you know i guess have a kid when you're 70 <laughs> who would want to um but, but i think 
I was talking about feeling left behind. Mm-hmm. Women feel like they're on a time clock. I, you see the, the clock going forward, and, and if you're not moving, you're not hustling, you're not stressed mm-hmm. out, you're not doing, you're being left behind. That's... Being called a slacker. And um, I don't know. I mean, I'm still battling with that because mm-hmm. I, I still feel that that got me to where I am today, working hard and, and grinding. Mm-hmm. And yes. luckily, I don't feel burned out yet, but it worked for me and it works for a lot of people. But that's the point. You, you made a really good point, Juan, is, is feeling burnt out. And, and being burnt out is almost a badge of honor. Mm-hmm. Uh, if, being if, stressed yeah, is a badge of honor. Being stressed out yes. is a badge of honor. And yet we, we buy the books, we read the magazines, we go to the seminars, we go to the retreats, mm-hmm. we pay for the yoga classes right. that teaches absolutely one thing. Lower your stress so you can live longer. Mm-hmm. But we keep, we keep doing it. And if you think about it, in this way, I, I think about it, the movies that define our childhood or the movies that define our generation, everything, working girl, right? All, all these movies that we've mm-hmm. seen where the, 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 even the girl that's quirky and is not succeeding, but then she invents something or somebody discovers her and she goes on to be this huge success and that's mm-hmm. when she becomes happy. That's when she, she gets it all done. Even Eat, Love, Pray, which is a more recent movie. She gets out of a marriage. She doesn't. Mm-hmm. She says she can't even taste food anymore, which I can relate to that because we're working so hard. But at, eat, eat, pray, love. You're right, Sean. Yeah. Um, I always get that backwards. <laughs> well, wait a minute. Is it eat, pray, love? Yeah. <laughs> and and at the end, she's incredibly successful, and she writes this book, and she finds that we have to wrap it up with a really pretty bow. We cannot accept that our life is messy and imperfect, and that mm-hmm. there is pain and hurt and loss. Um, and in our effort to avoid it, we end up creating a massive amount of stress. Mm-hmm. Under the Tuscan Sun, isn't that one of those oh other movies? <laughs> I mean, I was I was gonna look at my phone to see the I can't remember the name of the actress who's I, in that. Yes, but um, I, I was kind Diane of jealous Lane, of her right? a little bit. You know, she Ooh. Diane Lane is it Diane, Diane Lane? Lane? Yes, you know, she leaves the hustle and the grind for this beautiful castle in in Italy somewhere in, in Tuscany, right? And just everything. I, I, Falls I see into the, place. the visuals of her with the bicycle with the yes. basket in the front and the bread and she falls in love with a younger man who takes <laughs> Well, care, yes, you know. it's it's a little bit more sordid than that. And <laughs> it's a little painful for me, but I'll tell it anyway. She's a, a very successful professor and finds out unceremoniously that her husband is cheating on her with a okay. younger man. Okay. And, and she gives it all up to take an adventure and buys oh. this 600 year old house and yes turns her life around and at the end of course it's rescued by a very all in 90 minutes all in 90 minutes and yet we haven't figured out how to do it at over 40 something but going back to the grind culture it is this constant relentless Mm -hmm. push to how do we to be exceptional Mm -hmm. to be super successful and we wear our stress like a badge of honor although it's changing yes it, it really is changing and and we were thinking about that. We're thinking, well, if it's not us and it's not our generation, then who is doing this? And I think the millennials and the Zs are far more effective than we are at being able to take a step back. Where we see it the most or where I see it the most is in, in their work coming out of COVID. The mm-hmm. fact that they, a lot of them just said, I'm not, I'm not working that way. I'm not coming mm-hmm. back to the office. That's right. Well, I think a lot of the older generations are... are are getting there and and the pandemic helped them to see that grind culture mm-hmm. and, and just being overworked in general, whether you're 
working a side gig or, or working extra hours in your regular mm-hmm. job, it's unsustainable and, and it's not the key to making you happy or the road to. Some of the research I, I was looking at when preparing for this, I was saying that more and more people are not returning to work. We mm-hmm. know that. They're not bouncing back. They're not rekindling their relationship with work and they're firing on all cylinders is, is costing them. And yeah. it's exactly what we're talking about, grind culture and we're still in a pandemic and a lot of companies are hoping that their employees go back to that pre-pandemic style of, of work. And, and it's not gonna and, happen. And it's yeah. not happening. Yeah, before the pandemic in 2019, 6% mm-hmm. of the workforce uh, worked remotely on a permanent basis. Mm-hmm. Uh, right now, 45% of the workforce is working remotely a portion of the week mm-hmm. and 25% is working remotely permanently. Uh, I think those numbers will continue to change. As I've said before, I don't believe that everybody is meant to work remotely. I think mm-hmm. culture suffers. I think uh, creativity suffers. But more importantly, at different stages of your career, you benefit, especially early on in your career, you benefit from being around your peers or your superiors so. mm-hmm. because you learn, you're mentored, you're, you're passively mentored as well as directly mentored, and you learn how to adult. But aside from that, I think the the uh, overarching theme here is our ability, uh, and this is something I really want us to get into throughout the series of podcasts that we're Mm going to do on this topic, Mm -hmm. is because we're all American, we all also appreciate different cultures, but what is it about us, about we Americans, that we uniquely stress ourselves out and eat pray love uh, mm-hmm. there's a scene uh, that is really funny where where he says you americans you you work so hard all week and you're so stressed out and all you want to do is go on the weekend is sleep to recover That's but right. we italians yeah. you need somebody to tell you you deserve a break today and and we mm-hmm. italians we don't need that we say, of course, we, I deserve it. So that's why I'm going to go home and have sex with your wife, is, is I'm paraphrasing the scene. <laughs> but what is it about us that we, it's, is it the 400 years? Right. And, well, we have, a, we have awareness. We're talking about it, right? Mm-hmm. But why don't we change things? Why don't yeah. people change things? Because it's hard. Mm-hmm. Because it's almost in our cells. It's, it's part of our part identity. It's part of our country's DNA. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think that's embedded in all of the systems and in turn embedded into us. Right. In the language. Everything, everything is great, awesome. When was the last time, well, perhaps other than COVID, our normal response to how are you is great? That's a standard answer, right? Standard answer. Mm-hmm. Even yeah. though we may not be, but it's because we're told we, you always have to be great. Does it come from, you know, the, the Anglo-Saxon stiff upper lip? Is it 400 years of having mm-hmm. to really grind mm-hmm. uh, to, to we are still a very young nation and, and therefore young people mm-hmm. as as a as a as a population of americans because it's I, I i thought a lot about this as i desperately try to change things in my life as i try to lean into ease mm-hmm. lean into a softer way of being mm-hmm. i think about it how do i first change myself and i it's hard yeah it's i mean ultimately when you recognize what the cause is it's up to you to make the changes to see the difference in your own life because we don't think twice about working harder harder taking on more work i remember you sean in 2008 at the height of the crash there was so much Mm -hmm. shifting in your professional life you did not miss a beat you started redirecting the things that you did yeah i mean i had the time 
and the energy. So I felt like that's what needed to happen at that time. And it mm-hmm. seems like it hasn't stopped, though. No. That's the problem. You work Once seven days you a start, week. It's hard to turn it off because you get kind of addicted to that drive and that and seeing results. And and, you know, in order to see results, you have to work hard. So it mm-hmm. just perpetuates. Mm-hmm. And when it comes to happiness, you think I'll be happy when yeah. mm-hmm. I make this amount of money. I'll be happy when my credit cards are paid off. I'll be happy when I you, you have to work. Mm-hmm. You have yeah. to work yeah. to get to that place. So it's it's it goes hand in hand. You have to work. You have to grind. You have to hustle. Uh, but to maybe make it work. If, yeah. But maybe if but we you're not happy. Yeah. But <sighs> maybe if we take a diff, a slightly different approach, if we start say if we say well you have to f of a then then c right if you mm-hmm. think about it not to go into math but as a basic mathematical problem it, we can't always come to that absolute if a then b right, right? because look at other countries mm-hmm. as we talked about before france is just as productive and sometimes more productive than we mm-hmm. and they work less they have laws in the books that ensure people take time to actually eat but also taste their food and enjoy their weekends mm-hmm. so change is slow but important change should be slow so that our minds and our bodies and our DNA can take the time to uh, appreciate and, and, and understand that change has happened. You mm-hmm. know how sometimes when people lose weight really fast, they still have the, the fat girl mentality in their head. They don't sure. see themselves as, right. as thin mm-hmm. uh, or as the new shape. They still judge themselves by their previous I, belief system. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's that's how we, we, maybe this conversation started with COVID. Maybe that is the ultimate blessing of the horrific things that we went through right. so that we can say life is could be gone tomorrow. So start making better choices. Right. Well, well, change is slow. I know that the, there are several studies, one in England and one mm-hmm. in the U.S., about the four-day work week. Yes. Um, we had that recently um, in the news and how I think it was 30 or 40 companies all joined this mm-hmm. study mm-hmm. Uh, for a certain amount of time to see what, what the outcome is. And we've talked about it here before, is that most people that um, work a four-day work week are more productive and they're mm-hmm. happier and they have more time at home with their families. So even if we just start mm-hmm. by, by saying, um, I have started by trying to give myself one day on the weekend to not look at email, to not respond to anything having to mm-hmm. do with work. And then I started um, really diving into all the research for this podcast on Sunday. And that was supposed to be my day where I didn't do work. Mm-hmm. And then I realized this is work. I love it, but I love all the work that I do. Mm-hmm. But that is how hard it is for me to to let it go. And then I sit there on Sunday night. You rationalize. With Cal- yourself, yeah, right? I start I sit mm-hmm. there and I calculate all the things that I didn't do that I could have done because I did fun things. Or I spent right. four hours on the freeway driving to right. San Diego for no particular reason. Um, but and now you got to play catch up. Correct. Mm-hmm. And then you got to continue going with your Monday workload. Yeah. So it's it's a conundrum that we're all in yeah. when. When you're looking at things like that. So right? is it that we choose to do less or maybe we start by choosing different words to define our success and what makes us happy? Not wanting less. Uh-huh. Right. Because because moving into ease or choosing a life of more ease, meaning less stress, mm-hmm. doesn't mean that we lose our drive or our ambition or that we are not going to work as hard. It just means that we're not going to be it an all or make it an all or nothing or that we're going to put so much pressure on us 
to constantly be driving to that goal. It's a serious problem, right? Yeah, and 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 let's just be honest, it's not always a choice. Mm-hmm. Some people have to work, work, work and hard. grind and and side and hustle. Side mm-hmm. hustle and work yeah. multiple jobs just mm-hmm. to make it. You know, if you have the luxury to have these questions, that's great and mm-hmm. you should definitely think about it as a luxury and something that mm-hmm. you should partake in because you have the luxury to choose. Yeah, and that's one of the areas that we also want to dive in and explore through the series of podcasts of, mm-hmm. of how certain people, so who has this hurt the most? And you have definitely women uh, were the most affected mm-hmm. by the pandemic. And uh, then you also had uh, uh, certain ethnicities and definitely people from different socioeconomic backgrounds, people that come from more marginalized uh, or people that we see as, as marginalized. Mm-hmm. They are definitely were and are still being effective. Women are, have not come back to the workforce. Women have opted more out of promotions and senior leadership roles and before because they are exhausted by the grind culture especially after the pandemic Mm -hmm. so you're right sean it is it is a privilege to be having the discussion of how do i get more pleasure out of my life when people especially with soaring uh cost of living prices are thinking how do i feed my family Mm -hmm. having that social safety net right correct correct and yet I go back to, because I, I'm, I like to believe that all of us should consider ourselves also as global citizens, what can we learn from other countries? What other, what other cultures, what other human beings have done to make sure that there's the right social nets, mm-hmm. safety nets for mm-hmm. people, um, that it doesn't become a privilege to be able to rest and have some some mm-hmm. pleasure and joy in your life. It, it, that, that shouldn't be available only to the few. Yeah, it's, I think it takes a lot of activation on our parts in terms of what we can do individually as a culture, as a group, politically, mm-hmm. um, socially. I mean, it's gonna take all of our resources mm-hmm. to really make lasting change work well we're starting with these conversations right you start with conversations we rest a little more we talk with each other and hopefully we all learn a little bit and um, and we can invite social change that's Mm -hmm. what i believe because social change starts with the individual the individual to the collective look at what what uh what uh was it finland or or iceland that um we were reading in one of the the uh wonderful article sean that that you uh gave us that absolutely changed in the 1970s they was finland finland they changed Mm -hmm. the uh, pay gap inequality because that's what we're talking about when we'll get into that in one of our other podcasts of of why is it that some some segments of our culture can't really take the time to to rest and recuperate and if you're having to work Mm -hmm. two or three jobs just to feed your family that that is a, a big answer and so what they did in the in the 70s they were so upset with the pay gap and the pay inequality for women that 90% of the women walked out of work, mm-hmm. walked out of work, walked out of their homes. Wow. They went on strike, mm-hmm. 90% of the women. And what happened? They changed the laws. A woman became, she was the first head of state of a country, the first female head of state. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was extraordinary. And mm-hmm. now we know that Finland is always in the top five or the top 10 of the, of the happiest countries in the world. Yeah. I don't know how because it's 
cold and I can't handle the cold. I'm just being <laughs> silly, but but it always is. Mm-hmm. And they still have those laws and they, they have they they created some real social change. Well, in the US, right, rest is considered to be so radical, right? You're yes. being you're being lazy, selfish. you're slacking down, you're selfish. But right. it shouldn't be, especially when you see these great examples where it does work, right? And, and think of it, how many of us, I know the three of us don't have kids, but think of how many of us have sat back and said, of, of people that we know or our friends, my God, they're running those kids ragged. They're five, six, seven years old, and they have piano mm-hmm. lessons and guitar lessons and soccer lessons, and, and it's not good enough to play a sport. The kid has to be excelling mm-hmm. and being drafted, and oh, everything yeah. has to be, and even the kids, even the kids. I remember one of my friends, her eight-year-old son, the mom said something, and, and the kid said, why are you asking me this? I have no time. I have no time. I have no more time on my schedule. I have no more free time. And the kid was eight. Right. Saying this. I've seen it at work, too. A couple of my coworkers have their kids in sports, and it went from, oh, um, my daughter, I'm, I'm putting her into swimming lessons, and a few short months later, she's already heading towards the Junior oh. Olympics. And no joke. She's excelling at swimming, but now it's a job. It's a competition yeah. to stay on top right. of it. So, and the same thing with another coworker in, in water polo. It's, Which it's is, crazy. again, are great things. I'm very competitive. I mm-hmm. say that I was born to compete. It doesn't matter in what. And I like that about mm-hmm. myself. But mm-hmm. again, it's, what is it costing me? But who's driving that? The kids Co- or the parents? Correct. And for me, I'm saying, why am I driving that? What is pushing me to do right. that? Is it because I really want it? Or is it because I'm afraid if I stop running on the hamster wheel, you know, the hamsters are going to win? Or is it a little of both, mm-hmm. right? And the people in our generation, I think it's a little bit of both. And how do we, how do we live better? How do we become better humans? How do we accept more pleasure in our life? How do we lean into ease? How do I mm-hmm. find it okay to relax? I know you guys have said. Cecile, you need to chill out. You need to relax. Sean, yeah. you say you need to slow your roll <laughs> <laughs> about a lot of things in my life versus steamrolling two things. And it and it's hard, but that's that is what has been weighing on my mind and on my shoulders. And I'm and I'm thinking about it as an individual. I'm thinking about it as a sister and as a friend and as a and as a boss of how to be kinder and, and create more space and create more opportunity to enjoy life. I recall one of our earlier podcasts when we first started this early on in the pandemic, you said you were starting the day, checking in with your employees, see how they were doing, see how they were feeling. So you were doing that way back when, Mm -hmm. before we started talking about this today in 2022. And I can tell you that because of the pressures of the looming potential recession, which I have opinions on that, Mm -hmm. I've shifted away from that. And it's about pedal to the Really? Down so yes. yeah. we always revert back. We always to revert habit. back. Being completely honest, Sean. We always revert you, back. We work together. It's true, right? And we feel this pressure. We feel this fear, which of course, yeah. As a as a business owner, I should. It is my job to mitigate risk. But we revert, we revert back because if you don't, if like we say in our podcast, if you are not making a conscious effort to be aware of the changes you need to make. You are going to go in autopilot and revert mm-hmm. back to the things that have gotten you to where you are. And that's some of the research that you gave us was talking about, mm-hmm. which I thought, boy, we've already talked yeah. about this, is when you burn out, mm-hmm. when you're in that grind yes. culture, you default into autopilot, mm-hmm. which 
is bad for companies. We seek what we know. It's bad for you. Mm-hmm. Um, World Health Organization, right? This is mm-hmm. some, some information to digest, right? They say that overworking is super duper dangerous yes. to everybody. That um, working 55 plus hours a week kills about 750,000 people oh, a gosh. year. Think mm-hmm. about that. Yeah. Increases your wow. chance of uh, stroke by 35%. And increases your chance of heart disease by 17%. That's working 55 hours a week. I know you probably, work at least mentally, that. work, you know. Oh, I work beyond that. Beyond, beyond that. that. And, and Sean, you oh, have yeah. many, you know, spoons and, Sadly, and yes. many kettles. <laughs> and I know you work mm-hmm. very hard as well. So, yeah. And, and we, we glorify that. We, right. we reward that mm-hmm. in, in our culture and we, mm-hmm. we measure that as a badge of honor. We, we mm-hmm. use, you, you're, you are, um, again, exalted. You are uh, praised for, for that, for that many hours. And we're told uh, that's what it takes. Mm-hmm. And, and I guess, therefore, in order to, I, I'm still rattling over those. I, I know that I read them, Juan, but I'm still processing that. And then think of all the energy we give going to expensive gyms, juicing Just carrots to, <laughs> to, right. to, to try to try and and combat what we created. Yeah. Or in a lot of cases, paying for memberships and not going to these yes. gyms or because you have no time because, because you you're time or energy hustling and grinding. Yeah. Oh God! So that's why we're gonna. That's why it's gonna take multiple podcasts to hopefully get to some sense of maybe not home runs, maybe not mm-hmm. even. Um, I, I'm gonna stop there with a baseball analogy. Maybe just getting on 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 first base. Maybe just just getting get a to base. first base. And and you know, I also read that there is a way to course correct all this. Yes. We mm-hmm. can change. We can step away from the grind culture and still find success in our jobs mm-hmm. and success in life, but it's just going to be small, minor tweaks. And some of the research Sean gave us, we're going to go over that in, mm-hmm. in future podcasts on what companies need to do, what you can do in as individual to um, step back from the grind, right? Yeah, so maybe we should, so here's what I'm going to do. I'm going okay. to choose to to do something every day, and I know that I dance, but dance is also very competitive for me. It's always very it's work. focused and goal-oriented. Yeah. I'm going to choose to to figure out what I can do every day for 15 minutes. Probably I'll end up being five or 10. <laughs> but for 15 minutes where I I just... Just start with five. Yeah. Really? I don't, start with five minutes. And then add a minute every day. Yeah. Where I just not do mm-hmm. anything. Not, not consume any information or choose to output any information. And it won't be meditation because I can't meditate. I, I have thrown down the gauntlet that that's not... You've said it many times. Meditation <laughs> is not for you. I know, but that's what I'm going to do. Little little baby steps. Little tweaks. I've and started see taking. If it makes a difference. Yeah, and, and five. Start with five minutes, Cecile. <laughs> I will tell you. Um, I was very lucky a few weeks ago. A friend who I, I knew through Facebook posted a, a a suggestive photo of himself, um, all sweaty, and I just sent him a funny comment. And it turns out he was taking hot yoga. Mm-hmm. hot yoga classes mm-hmm. so he invited me to go with him he's like why don't you come and try it out and i hadn't been doing anything mm-hmm. um i've got uh, a little medical procedure coming up next month you so sh- I, i've been do hot just yoga but... been careful just being careful mm-hmm. but i went to class and i will tell you um it kind of changed my my mental clarity oh. it changed the way i mean it was fantastic and i feel leaner taller you know just 
it, it's it's done a world of good to me. Good. And it's just taking those moments and it's slow movement. Of course, mm-hmm. it's yoga. Mm-hmm. And um, I love it. And I, I decided to continue with it. And I have been doing it. And I went to my doctor yesterday for just a regular physical. And I was telling him, I said, you know, I was feeling a little off prior to starting mm-hmm. this exercise. I go, is it my brain? Is it mm-hmm. long COVID I'm getting over? What is it? And he was just saying, you know, it's you're exercising your body. It, mm-hmm. it affects your brain. It, indu- it affects the, the chemistry of your brain. Endorphins. Uh-huh. And I totally believe it because I was I was feeling a little off and I was worried it was because of my medical condition mm-hmm. and and it's it's kind of like well, gone away. I just that's great. Can't explain it, but I took time for myself to do it. Is what I was. Well, the great thing about the point yoga of that is, story. yeah, it's all that breathing. It's all that wonderful oxygen. You're oxygenating the deepest corners of your mm-hmm. body that we most of us run around every day with just shallow breathing. Um, so we're not really properly oxygenating our body. So mm-hmm. I think it's that, and it could be just something different, Juan. Yeah. I think we we've lost sight of sheer pleasure of doing something different not to win Mm -hmm. not to crush it not to kill it but just Just something different it's funny one of the teachers i was thinking about it because it's a it's a younger class it's it's a you know it's just a more today class um and she was saying um do your best whatever that Mm -hmm. means to you Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. it was very you know back in the old days it's like you had to try to hit that pose hit the pose (sighs) knees up whatever is it you're doing um and she's reminding you, hey, whatever you think your best is, do that. And, well, pressure's off, right? Yeah. Give yourself that space. So, I'm you so d- you've done yoga before. So yes, so I, I actually have, did. Yeah. went through the teacher certification, again, teacher certification <laughs> well, program so I could learn. Because she's competitive, Sean. <laughs> she, she just can't do it. She just can't do it. I just can't be. And I, I want to be kinder to myself. I want to be more patient with myself i i've i used to i still proudly say i don't know patience i've never met her i don't know the girl don't want to meet the girl (laughs) Mm -hmm. but that's unfair to me that's creating insurmountable pressure for myself Mm -hmm. and yes i i know that it took a lot to to create the life that i have but I don't want the life that I created to rob me from enjoying my life. Right. Sean, you mm-hmm. were saying earlier about something you saw online recently about an older woman. Can yeah, you, it was, can you it tell was our an, listeners about that? It was an Instagram post and it was an older older lady and she had a Southern accent and I wish I'd saved it, um, but she was just given, she said her sage advice to everyone that who needed to hear this. And she said, you know, she said, you can't postpone your joy. She said, the key to life is finding joy where you are right now. And she had lived her life as a I should have person or a soon as person. And it was for her as soon as she graduated, she'd be happy. Or as soon as she mm-hmm. found a man, she'd be happy. Or as soon as she got married, she'd be happy. Or as soon as she had children or as soon as they graduated or left the house yeah. or as soon as she retired. And all those things happened and she thought, gosh, you cannot postpone your joy because you've got to find it where you are because time is the only thing that's really passing you by mm-hmm. when you don't choose mm-hmm. your joy right now. You know, Sean, I, jo- um, whatever our want is in our joy mm-hmm. has been the carrot that was always just a few inches within yep. our reach. That's right. right? Mm-hmm. Always, uh-huh. always, always. And, and I, 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 I remember it as a kid and I remember 
I, saying it to my nieces and nephews and having people, if you do this, then I will do this, right? Which mm-hmm. is necessary in, in many instances. But if if our joy and our pleasure and our happiness and our enjoyment is always the carrot that's just right in front of us, um, we're never going to reach it. And that's what mm-hmm. keeps us going forward. So why, why can't we have the carrot? Why can't we have our joy and our pleasure and then... Well, realize Get there's no on. carrot. Yeah. Just right. enjoy the moment mm-hmm. because I've sort of gone that way where I stopped chasing the carrot because I was so focused on the destination. Mm-hmm. The journey was not even, you know, something I would consider, you know, joyful. And and now I've slowed down and there is no carrot. And what if we are the carrot? What if these moments are the carrot? What right. if I remember a few years ago, I was with some friends of mine and we were all kind of in the same mental space and Mm -hmm. and i couldn't no one could really articulate like the kind of funk we were all in Mm -hmm. and it just kind of came to me i said i think what it is for me is i think i'm waiting for something to happen in order for something to happen Mm. and they're like oh my god that's it and i think that's how a lot of us live our life it's like okay we're waiting for this one thing to happen and then we'll start these other things we'll get these other things in motion but we're just waiting for that thing to happen when Mm -hmm. you've got to be that thing Mm -hmm. you've got to just make it happen or let it happen and not just wait for it to happen i like also stop chasing the carrot yeah that's just it stop Mm -hmm. chasing the carrot and whatever i did today was good enough Mm -hmm. and that's right and it was what it what it needed to be or what it could be today and That's it. So here we are at the uh, tip of the iceberg, basically. Mm -hmm. So much to unpack with this subject. And today's podcast really just just we're setting the the groundwork of of what we're going to be talking about. It's going to be going Mm -hmm. in many, many directions. Right. So much to unpack. And there are no perfect answers. There's just a lot of willingness to accept and and be joyous with what happened today. Mm -hmm. And I just I heard myself say, and whatever I did today was good enough. Mm-hmm. Whatever I did today is good. Period. And if it was bad, then I'll learn from it and I'll move on. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm walking away with today mm-hmm. as I drive home to get ready mm-hmm. for work. That whatever I'm going to do today is good enough. And it just that, it, it's lightness, right? Lightness it, it, it happens. It does lighten you up. It, it gives you that it, space, as you mm-hmm. says, to, gives us, to live your life. And those are the conversations we're going to have. That's right. We're going to look at it from every angle we can think of. And we're going to come at it from a joyous space. And I am going to walk away today thinking of what fun thing I can do for my five mm-hmm. minutes of joy. Hey, I was thinking maybe you should maybe watch a soap opera. For oh, my God. <laughs> You've lost minutes. your mind, John. <laughs> for some escapism. Maybe Young and the Restless. First of all, somebody's gonna have to give me a list of uh, what soap operas and how to find and how to find them and how to to work my phone. A minute every day, and then you'll be hooked. Oh my goodness! (laughs) Hey, listen, if you want to talk about getting me out of my comfort zone, it would be that or a reality show. Mm -hmm. So that's the challenge: gauntlet thrown, accepted. (laughs) I'm gonna find my joy in. Look, you're smiling. We're talking (laughs) about joy, and we are gonna tackle this from joy, not from despair, because we're all gonna learn from this and. Our listeners will too, right? Five minutes at a time. Five minutes at a time. And that will bring us to the end of another episode of Ends With Z. Thanks so much for listening. If you like what you hear, please share and tell your friends. You can find out more about us at endswithz.com. 
for Cecile Munoz and executive producer Sean Moe, I'm Juan Fernandez. Have a good one because above all else, you matter.